edition of the NFL Lineup Construction Show. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined, as always, by Alex Baker. Alex, how are you doing today? Doing okay. Last night was a little rough. I mean, usually we're used to some NFL on Thursday nights. I found myself having to watch regular TV. <laughs> so that was a big downgrade. Me and my fiance, we've been watching this show, Big Sky, though. Not not bad. I, it's kind of like this uh, thriller. Okay. So that was cool. What, what did you end up doing with uh, no football going on? You probably don't want that story. It's mildly depressing. <laughs> so let's just say that uh, I wasn't around the TV yesterday. Easier said than done. Uh, I wish that I was. That would have been significantly more fun than everything that I did. Um, I passed out on the couch around 9.30, and that was good (laughs) enough for me. I am quite tired, and 5.30 came incredibly early. But at least now, we get to build some lineups, which is kind of exciting. I set up uh, three different style lineups for us to build for today, which I'm kind of excited to dive into. This is a really weird slate. Uh, a couple of really monstrous favorites, uh, some very highly priced running back options if you want to go that direction. So I think we've got a lot to talk about there. I think we're going to need every single minute of this show. But first and foremost, we need everybody hit that thumbs up as you walk in the door or digitally walk in that door. Uh, subscribe to the channel. We're still shooting to try to get 50,000 subscribers by the end of December. Lofty goal, but we're hoping that uh, the NBA will be a shot of life in our subscribers as we get to the end of the month. And finally, hit that notification bell. That way you know when everything that we do goes live. We have so much content on our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. Hit that notification bell. You'll get a pop-up every time it happens. Uh, so here are, here, here's what I was thinking for lineups for today. We're going to do three separate lineups and I picked three sort of different tiers from DraftKings and I even picked the contest as well. So one is going to be obvious, the $20 DK Millie. There are 200,000 entries in that contest. The second would be the $100 single entry spy there's only 2,200 entries in that contest. Very different. And then third, the giant single entry double up, $5, 13,500 entries for that. So I think that we can get three very different distinct builds, some significantly more contrarian than others. Um, but I think that should give us a, a pretty good scope for the entire slate. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's it. I love it. So first and foremost... I think that we can dive in with the Millie lineup unless you think we should start somewhere else. No, I like that. Let's, uh, let's start off with our wildest lineup here. All righty. So um, $20 to get into the DraftKings Millie Maker this week. 200,000 entries. You're not going to get anywhere um, with a contrarian score less than 10% here. That's probably not going to get it done. Um, wow, am I not logged in? A showdown or a lineup builder not showing all of the data that I certainly want to look at. So let me confirm that I'm it's logged a, in. I, I'm not it's logged working in. Working for me, yeah. Yeah, I'm not logged in. So let me get logged in here. It logged me back out. Um, so I had uh, for those that no, I know no one cares, but just to fill the air, uh, just before signing on to this show. I had no Bluetooth whatsoever. I had no mechanism of hearing Alex, which was not at all the goal uh, five minutes before a show was about to start. I need to stop doing like authentication on my computers because now I'm having to like multi-factor to get into my last pass, to get into our website. 
technology is getting too crazy. I just need to be able to like look at my camera and then just log me into everything. That's what I want. That's so what, that's the future I need. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to work on that. Uh, what I'm it. seeing t- today's slate is there's just a lot of question marks. We don't, I feel like when I was hand building a lineup before, it was just like really difficult to find a way to make all the salaries work out. And I mean, we only have maybe one or two guys ruled out for the slate so far. So they've got like a million questionable guys. So I don't know. Have you taken a look at some hand-built lineups yet? I have not looked at anything hand-built. I did run my first crunch earlier today. Um, That was was pretty eye-opening, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, Guys that I was not expecting to be rostering this week are showing up as like my number one option. Um, (laughs) Your boy, Mitch Trubisky, in particular, showing up as a particularly interesting play this week. I've got our top stacks tool pulled up right now, updated 12 minutes ago. So thank you for that. And just looking at it now, uh, nobody's showing up as like wildly over-owned at the top. Green Bay, Houston, Seattle, Arizona, all at the top. Do you have a lean for the direction we want to go for this Millie Maker lineup that we're building first? Well, um, I, I, yeah, I think when we're looking at it, it it's kind of tough because uh, there isn't really one option that, that stands out a ton. Um, some that I do like. One thing I've been kind of realizing over the course of the season is that stacks with more than one stack partner are a lot more valuable than the top stack indicates. So, like, for example, the Rams – they have Cup, Woods, and Reynolds all playable. And that that's a huge advantage compared to Arizona, where usually Hopkins is like the only guy that's priced well. So um, kind of using that logic, um, Atlanta with uh, Julio and Calvin Ridley, that, that stands out as maybe a low-owned option. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to Tua this week, but the problem was... Well, if he plays, yeah. but uh, the problem is they ran a really uh, even rotation last week. So really only two options there. Um, <laughs> the Giants with Colt McCoy, like uh, that's funny because they're playing against Seattle. I assume that's kind of the reason why. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, Daniel Jones hasn't been ruled out yet. Yeah. So um I have him as starter. Uh, so if he plays, that'd be decent. Um, so yeah, I think uh, based on this, I'm kind of liking the Rams. I'm liking Atlanta a lot. Okay. Uh, what about you? Um, I, I like the Atlanta <laughs> stack. I don't know if that's just because I've liked it for like a couple of years now. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it feels like a, a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones combo has been in a lot of lineups for me or add Ridley, um, add Austin Hooper in the past. I always feel like I can just add him to a stack. He's not even on the team anymore. So I have no issue going to Atlanta and not a lot of ownership coming in to Matt Ryan whatsoever. Um, I, you know, you mentioned the Rams. Uh, that should be a pretty fast-paced game. There's plenty of pass-catching options. Certainly, if we're looking to bring it back with someone like Hopkins, we, we're available there. Uh, Michael Thomas, same sort of scenario for Atlanta. 
I could go either way. I don't get the sense that there's going to be a ton of ownership on that Atlanta stack. That could be a way to be a little bit different in the Millie. That sounds good to me. Definitely. Yeah. I think Atlanta could be, could be sneaky this week. I mean, tough matchup versus new Orleans, but they've been efficient passing the ball. They're going to have to pass a lot. Um, and this might be a situation where we'll have to think whether we want to run back or not, because Taysom Hill so far hasn't been particularly helpful for fantasy other yeah. than as like a solo, uh, non sack play. So I think that'll be an interesting lineup. I wish we could run it back with Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So uh, based on what you said before, I'm guessing you want to go Matt Ryan, Julio and Ridley. Or are you thinking more Matt Ryan, one of those wide receivers, plus Hayden Hurst? So I don't know. I don't think we need uh, to sack both Julio and Ridley. But I do think that is a good strategy. Um, Because obviously if Julio and Ridley both have above average days, you're looking at a huge score for Matt Ryan. So that kind of locks in the upside. Uh, What... If we're not stacking this game, we're hoping that Taysom Hill just kind of runs in a few touchdowns and everyone has good but not great games, which I think is very, very likely at the the salaries of everyone. So based on what I see from your projections, Julio would be the guy that you would prefer over Ridley. Would I be right in that assessment? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the price difference is is pretty beneficial. And Julio... uh, the numbers so far seem to this season back up that he's going to be the higher producing wide receiver on average. So let me pull those up. Uh, Julio has caught 78% of his passes for 15 yards per attempt. And while Julio or Calvin has caught 63% for 15 yards per attempt. So Julio has just caught balls at a much higher rate. Um, and then as far as targets, they've been about equal. So I think Julio, just having that price uh, a little bit lower makes a lot of sense. And we assume we're not going to Kamara or Michael Thomas because Taysom Hill under center, not helpful. Yeah, and it's not like that um, if if the stack goes off, these guys aren't going to have good games, but we need like 30 plus for guys at their salary. And I've been kind of realizing that the chance you, if you stack against these high price teams, like the saints, the run back is a lot less important because the guys you're comparing to uh, as alternatives are a lot better. So if we are looking at Michael Thomas, I mean, you can get Allen Robinson for $300 cheaper. And I feel like with Taysom Hill under center, Robinson is going to get a lot more targets than than thomas so the the possibility that robinson has like 30 plus in my opinion might be higher than uh michael thomas but then if you're just kind of uh locking in the the run back you're gonna uh you're gonna be kind of giving up the alternatives uh at that price point okay i'm looking at your big board right now and I'm looking at the ownership on Matt Ryan, on Julio. You know, we're talking about 1%, 2%, very, very low numbers on both guys. Yeah. Are, since this is a Millie lineup, 
Are we able to go to your number one play on the big board, Brandon Cooks, who will uh, likely be the most owned player on the slate now that Will Fuller is out for steroids or whatever? He <laughs> yeah, I think Cooks, yeah, he looks solid. So I'm happy enough putting Cooks in the lineup here. Okay. Uh, you get some good values and yeah. they're they're pretty sparing uh or they're pretty hard to find on this uh this slate so far so cook stands out you mentioned uh alan robinson <clears throat> previously in comparison to michael thomas he's another guy that's projected for quite a bit of ownership is it a problem to go to cooks and alan robinson 5600 and 6700 is that a, is that going to be too much ownership at the top it doesn't seem like it to me, given the way that we started the lineup, but would Allen Robinson be a guy that you'd be willing to go to here? Yeah, I think he's solid. Uh, I think that the fact that we'd have four wide receivers makes this particular combination a little bit less popular um, as well. So uh, I think that's viable, but we're going to have to really spend down at running back, and I'm not sure how many options we have. Okay, well then let's slide over to that running back spot now and try to figure out what direction we want to go. Fellow Bear coming in number three, David Montgomery, 5,500, not a terrible price tag. We we know that Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are both uh, pretty sizable pay-up options this week. If we're looking for just simple value, uh, Hines at 5,300, Frank Gore at 4,400, Gio Bernard at 5,200, there's not a lot of value to be found. Is David Montgomery the bear that we need to put in our lineup right now? Oh, man. Yeah, I I think he's going to be really popular this week based on the fact he went off last week and that the Lions defense has been so bad. So I'm a little concerned about the ownership, but our options at this price point are very limited, so I think he would be the guy. Uh, although Cream uh, Hunt, he stands out as a low price, but the the difference in projection there looks to be pretty high. So I do like Montgomery. Okay. So looking at the ownership right now, we have a running back spot to fill, wide out, tight end, flex, and defense. Um, we know that Dalvin Cook is going to be relatively highly owned. Would we be interested in going to someone like Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson as a second wide receiver option since we're likely not to have Dalvin Cook? Do we want to try to get to the opposite side of that game? Well, the opposite way that that game can go, maybe get a a little bit additional leverage for just simply not having Dalvin Cook. Do you think we have enough money to go to someone like Jefferson or Thielen? That has been a good strategy. Um the fact that Thielen is back this week does make each of these players stand out as worse values. So I'm not feeling like it's imperative to to get in a Dolphin this week, or sorry, a uh, Viking this week. Hmm. Um, if I did, I'd kind of lean to Cook, I guess, because okay. the prices on Thielen and Jefferson, they're basically like almost top dollar. And I feel like Minnesota doesn't throw the ball enough to really warrant that. Okay. Um, Well, then the floor is yours. Do we want to go running back, wide out, tight end? We have a flex spot available. Do you see anybody that's a a solid value, maybe someone a little bit lower price that we can get in, open up everything else? I think the best value on the slate right now is Kiki Kuti, but he's also on the same team as Cooks. Now, 
if we didn't have both Ridley and Julio in our lineup, I feel like that would be a bigger problem because if Cooks and Kuti go off, Watson is going to have a high score. We just need our quarterback to outscore Watson. So I think uh, that's my main concern with having books, both Cooks and Kuti. But because we have so much invested in the stack at wide receiver, I think we can put it in Kuti as value option. I like it. 3500 really nice price tag for him since everybody's getting bumped up a spot uh, with Will Fuller out for the foreseeable future. Kuti goes in at 3500 That gives us 5800 for each spot. Running back, tight end, flex, and defense. Obviously, defense. Uh, if we spend 5800 on the defense right now, we probably did something wrong. Uh, that's oh that's for some reason I thought we I thought we had Ridley in this lineup. We I had Julio in. Should I switch it to Ridley? Oh, I thought we were doing both. I thought we were doing both, and I thought you told me not to. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no, I was. Uh, I, I must have miscommunicated that then because I uh, I was saying that if um if you have both, you're kind of anticipating a big output from New Orleans. Right. But because so much of that's concentrated at quarterback, it's not as big a factor for for the run back. The most likely scenario here is that I am the moron that messed it up. So Calvin Ridley, welcome to the lineup. Two, <laughs> two spots to go plus a defense. 5,300 in each spot. Uh, I think we could lock that defense down and that'll open us up to running back and tight end. Is there an immediate nice. defense that catches your eye? Probably someone relatively not chalky, given that this is the Millie lineup. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, I mean, Atlanta defense is one that I think is pretty good this week versus Taysom Hill, but we have the stack. So yeah. I'm not sure if I love that combination. Um, the Lions defense versus Trubisky, but we got Montgomery. So yeah. I think we've kind of ruled out a few of the best defenses from that. But um, as we're going up the list... Uh, Giants defense at 2,200 is uh, currently sixth on your big board and as best I could tell, the most viable unless we want to spend the 3,300 on the Seahawks. But how do you feel about Giants against Seattle? <laughs> Seems like well, something that would be really fun to cheer for. I don't feel good about that. I mean, it's mostly just because of the price of the Giants. But uh, let me just look at the numbers real quick because I feel like Russell Wilson has been taking some sacks. He has. As far as picks, he's he throws below average interceptions. So, I mean, we're getting what we pay for with them. Uh, I don't want this to sway your thoughts at all, but if we put the Giants in, we still have a running back and a tight end to go, and we would have 6,900 each spot, which is pretty nice. Nice. <laughs> so I think, yeah, Giants is a good good contrarian pick because I feel like a lot of people will be leery of that. But uh, Seattle does give up a lot of sacks, so there is a little bit of potential there. 6,900 running back and tight end. I don't get the sense that we're going to be spending a ton on tight end unless you're telling me that you want to go to Darren Waller, that we don't really have those sorts of options on this slate, um, on the main slate this week. It's sort of Waller and everybody else from a price perspective. Do you want yeah. to go to Waller at 6,100 or is it not worth it because we can go to Dallas Goddard or Mike Gesicki for $2,000 less? Yeah, I mean, Waller has really disappointed recently. Uh 
And this matchup versus the Jets to me is screaming just a little passing volume for the, the Raiders. So not my favorite play. And I, I think he'll be popular because the Jets have been bad versus tight end this year. So I do like the idea of spinning down, but let's, uh, let's try and get in a running back so we know how much money we're working with here. That makes sense. I mean, I feel like this is funneling us to cook if we want to spend all the salary. Um, we're certainly going to be able to get either one, I believe. We have Dalvin Cook at 9500 Are we better off saving an extra 300 and going to Derrick Henry? Um, it was a worthwhile pivot this past week when Derrick Henry went bonkers. Uh, how do you feel about it this week? Or are you fine just simply going to Dalvin Cook? Well, I think Henry is a fantastic player, but the fact that Henry had a a huge week last week and Cook had a a very slow week, uh, maybe given the matchups or Henry has a tougher matchup, Cook just may, uh, may get the more favorable ownership relative to their uh their baselines i guess uh but i'm I'm curious to see how this shakes out because it looks like cook has a prime matchup like all the factors that go for cook or henry versus cleveland that that isn't a great matchup so i'm i'm a little torn i don't i don't hate maybe even going down um, to a different guy and then swapping out Kuti for a more expensive wide receiver, possibly. I can tell you this much. If we put Dalvin Cook in, Dallas Goddard fits perfectly and we use all nice. of our salary. Yeah, let's see how that, how that shakes out with our grades here. I think you're going to be okay with this one um, for a Millie maker. Value ranking greater than 90%. Wow. <laughs> Kudos to us. Contrarian ranking greater than 90%. Uh, that's pretty much as good as you're going to get. So uh, I think this is an interesting lineup because we got in two of the top values with Cooks and QT. We made it work by having a contrarian spend up stack. And then um, I, I think we're, we're going to have a path to victory in the Billy here uh, because I feel like um, – so many people are focused on stacking up the whole game that maybe uh, you get leverage on the field by not stacking it up and hoping that uh, some of these guys we have outscore taste or sorry outscore Michael Thomas and, and Kamara. By the way, kudos to us for building just a fantastic lineup. Um, we're about to win a million dollars. I'm I'm pretty excited. It's clearly, the best lineup in the million. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy with it. You know what else I'm happy with? The uh, Start Sit Show that's coming up immediately after this at noon. Kyle Dvorak running solo. Uh, coming up in 36 minutes. I will be behind the virtual glass for that one. But stick around after this show is over. Kyle will be doing his fantasy start sit show immediately after this. We also have some free content today. NFL player projections, which... It's going to be as good as you can get. They're free today. If you're interested in checking out Alex's personal projections for this Sunday in the NFL, you are in luck. They are free right now. Head to awesomeo.com to check them out. It's not the only free content you can get today, though. 
MMA ownership. We've got another card on Saturday. You can set your clock by uh, the UFC running shows every Saturday. It feels really nice during these COVID times. MMA ownership is free. And I will be on Live Before Lock again this Saturday for that MMA show. No Jason Floyd, so it'll be myself and Pete the Heat Rogers breaking it all down. And now we move on. Ooh, what's up? MMA has been been lit this year. Like, man, DFS MMA has exploded. Like, what have you thought of all this? I I love it. Uh, I couldn't be happier that it's being put front and center. I've been a giant MMA fan forever. It wasn't really the best DFS product because there just weren't that many eyeballs on it pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, now yeah. we're seeing prize pools rise. We're seeing more interest. And that's perfect for me as a, as a fan because it's, I would say, one of my three favorite sports. And nice. to be able to have more people talking about it, to allow me, now I'm doing a, a top five video for DraftKings and FanDuel every week. Um, that's been really fun. So we're trying to up the content for MMA. It, it's been perfect. Some of these cards, not as, uh, as great as you would like them to be, but we've got <laughs> another pay-per-view card coming up next Saturday that should be really good. Um, I'm just happy with it. I'm happy with the yeah, frequency. It's been awesome, man. Like every single week and the prize pools are, are big, big uh, and it's what it's, it's, it's a whole different experience with each of them going in consecutive order. So I think it's fun. When you're overexposed to that, like ultra low owned person and they break the slate and like knock somebody out, it's such a great feeling. It's also the exact opposite feeling when you're overexposed to that huge favorite and they get clipped early and you're like, oh, cool. Then day's already over mma sweats are crazy man crazy the 100 single entry spy on DraftKings, 2200 entries how would you approach a lineup construction just from a general standpoint comparing what we just did for the milli to a contest like this with only 2200 entries well 2200 is still a lot but i think Maybe uh, we don't have to get quite as uh, boom bust. Like I feel that Ridley Julio combo is a, a large field tournament strategy where the chance of all that happening is a little bit low. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can we can pick out some spots that um, or the risk reward is a little bit more balanced for this kind of structure. Okay. So I'm going to head back to the top stacks tool think I, since I think that's the most important place for us to start. Uh, clearly, we're not going back to Atlanta in this spot. Um, Green Bay is at the top of your top stack odds. That would be a combination, I'm assuming, of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and basically no one else. Uh, Adams <laughs> well, Tanyan, is, sure, Tanyan's Robert Tanyan. price this week is, is pretty favorable and he's... Uh, he, yeah, I think he'd be an option. That, I don't want to sell him short. That's a good. That's a very good point. Um, is is that a spot you would want to go to, uh, knowing that you would get that Rogers Adams combo, or is there another stack that you see as a slightly better option for this type of contest? Yeah, I think the Green Bay stack that that makes a lot of sense. The, the price of Rogers has actually kind of gone down this week. Um, it's hard to have a lot of faith in Philadelphia, but we got a good option in Goddard to run it back with. Yeah. Uh, although Zach Ertz coming off the IR, it'll be uh, 
I'm not sure how that's going to change Goddard's usage, but uh, Goddard has been the superior player this year from a receiving standpoint, so I'm not anticipating a large change. So I think uh, the Green Bay stack looks pretty good. Okay. I'm assuming we won Adams, or are you all in Robert Tanyan? Adams, and then if we want to throw in Tanyan as well, I think that could be an option. 3700 for Tanyan that's I don't mind going there it's since you know the way the tight end is set up it's either Waller or a lot of guys in the same sort of area I'd rather get the correlation to Tanyan than just pick another 4k tight end where I'm still sort of looking for the exact same thing so Tanyan works for me if that works for you do you have any and does it change your mind at all for this type of contest to have that double stack well, I think if we have this double stack, we're going to want Philadelphia to have some success. Uh, so uh, one of my moves could be uh, double or putting a tight end at the flex because Goddard's our favorite Eagles player. And I feel like people tend to avoid tight end, uh, double tight end lineups. So Rogers in, Adams in, Tanya and Goddard, tight end and flex. We're only spending between those two. Uh, So that should open up a bit of savings. We still need both running backs, both wide receivers. Is this a spot where we're going directly back to Dalvin Cook? I assume in this type of contest, we have Dalvin Cook projected for the second most ownership at roughly 25%. In a contest like this, I think that's going to be significantly higher than 25% um, just because of the entries. Is that, does that make you more or less interested in Dalvin Cook? That's a good point that in a smaller field, the, the field is sharper. They're going to uh, have some of the better plays, a higher ownership, and I think that will include Cook. So uh, it's funny because Jefferson also has high ownership. Uh, and then Thielen, 10%. It's like people are, are really loving the Vikings this week. Uh, so my favorite of those three, based on the tendencies of the Vikings, is Cook. Okay. So I don't mind going there. Uh, so, yeah, I think we can plug him in. Okay. So Cook is in. We still have running back, two wideouts, and the defense. Um, we had some struggles with defense before, just given our lineup construction. I think that that's going to open up a little bit more now in this spot where we could go to the Lions at 2,500. They are third on your big board. Uh, we can pay up a little bit, I guess. Go to Seattle at thirty three hundred. Uh, does do you want to fill in that defense now? Do you want to try to get another wideout? We can go sort of either direction. Yeah, I mean Seattle going to be a fantastic play regardless of who starts for the Giants this week. So they stand out. I, th- I think if Colt McCoy starts, he'll be super popular. Danny Dimes starts. Uh, I think a little bit less so. So I think they could be a nice play. Okay, Seahawks in. We have 13,400 for a running back and two wideouts. That's kind of tight. Yeah. Not tight like awesome either. Tight like <laughs> it's, it's, we're going to have a hard time getting into that space. Yes. Uh, but I think we can come up with some decent options at wide receiver for cheap. Um, in a perfect world, we would be able to get our hands on this San Francisco-Buffalo game, $3,300 Richie James coming in uh, fifth out of the wideouts, uh, wideout running backs and wideouts um, in your big board. But unfortunately, that game is not available for us. So 
are we ready to just take our beating and grab Denzel Mims now? <laughs> <laughs> well, his price, did it go up this week? It's 4100 like 40, yeah, that's still a good price uh, for the role he's had. Uh, he's averaged 16 yards per catch, which is fantastic. Caught half of them. So I think that uh, Mims is a good option. Targets have been Or Perriman solid. at 3,900, I guess. I, I think both are good, yeah. I, I don't have a strong preference between the two. Um, what which, Do you have a lean one way or the other? Uh, probably Mims. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, my lean is like leaning as far away from the New York Jets as I possibly can <laughs> because they're terrible. But uh, you can't just assume they're going to be. I don't assume they're going to score three points every week. Uh, Vegas is telling us 19. So hopefully Denzel Mims is a part of those 19. I'm happy to put him in because we need the value. And he is yeah. picking up enough ownership right now that I don't feel like we're off the beaten path either. No, yeah. I mean, Obviously, Kuti is probably the best value. Um, we need another wide receiver too, so I think we could maybe get both of them in there. I think that's going to be feasible. Um, if I go ahead and slot Kuti in now, that's a fun name to say too. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, 5,800 remaining. I think this is is a pretty good lineup here. The last spot is going to be hard to fill. With, uh, so Jonathan Taylor coming off this injury, I feel like Naheem Hines has really excelled and maybe Jonathan Taylor's role will be a little bit lower because Hines has been having a ton of success. So I don't love him. David Montgomery uh, is your highest projected guy under 5,800 by three and a half full fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Montgomery a lot more than the other options. He'll be popular too, though. So let's see how that shakes out with our grades. Yeah. So if I slot in David Montgomery, I think we're going to need to make a change or two, but I'm anxious to get your opinion. We have $300 left over. Value ranking greater than 90%. Contrarian ranking less than 10%. Is that, yeah. Do we want to bump that up? It's just it's going to be a little bit too chalky. I mean, I think if we drop down from Seattle to something else at defense will certainly be a little bit less contrarian and or a little bit more contrarian rather and we'll open up a couple extra hundred dollars to upgrade from i don't know who to i don't know who (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think uh well we have some interesting options at the low end uh the bengals defense uh it's obviously we want them more against fitzpatrick than tua but I feel like um, they're not picking up much ownership right now. Okay. And then uh, the Lions versus Trubisky. Uh, that will just free up some extra salary. I expect them to, to have some decent ownership, but good play. So if we drop to the Bengals, it doesn't really help us from the running back spot. David Montgomery is still the highest priced or projected running back under 6,800, which would be the amount of money that we would actually have available. Crazy to me. So I feel like David Montgomery is sort of just, I don't want to say stuck in this lineup because I'm not mad about it. Uh, check out my top five video where he ranks numero uno. Um, <laughs> so the only other option would be maybe upgrading off of either Mims or Kuti. If we get rid of Mims, we can go to a $5,400 wideout. That probably puts us in a tier that's a little bit more interesting. 
your highest projected $5,400 wideout would be Cole Beasley at 5K, um, which is a game that is useless to us because it's not on the slate. Um, Sterling Shepard at 5,300 is the second highest projected guy that would fit that spot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Shepard, not my favorite player, but uh, let's see how that changes the, the rankings here. It makes it worse. Uh, 80 to 90% <laughs> value, less than 10% contrarian ranking. So we're getting colder. I feel like we need to swap off Cook at this point because it's, it's kind of uh, funneling us into all the chalk value. Whereas if we pick a lower price running back, I feel like we can spend up on a good player that's not super high on. So we've got David Montgomery in right now. If we drop from Dalvin Cook, obviously we can go any direction. James Robinson is your second highest ranked running back on your big board. Is that a spot that you want to go against Minnesota? He's kind of involved no matter what the game script looks like. Yeah, and great leverage versus some chalky Minnesota Vikings because if James Robinson rushes the ball a lot, that's going to hurt the Vikings' performance. So, by the way, I switched back to Seahawks D now that we haven't made all of those other, uh, made that, the rest of that mess. We'll see where that ends up taking us. We have 6,600 to fill that wideout spot, or we can drop from Seahawks back to Bengals and get into the mid-sevens if need be. Um, 6,600 is exactly the amount for Julio Jones, if that's interesting that, to you. That's going to work because Julio... Uh, uh, he's going to probably come down to a game time decision again this weekend. Yeah. And uh, that's going to drive down his ownership if he plays. If not, we can make some pivots. You ready now? Yeah. Greater than 90% value ranking. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back for that one. 40 nice. to 50% contrarian ranking. Yeah, I think that's that's solid for this kind of tournament. I love it. I love it. That's two solid lineups. One, hold on, 138.34, 138.52. We are nice. separated by 18 hundredths of a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty cra- crazy. That's not uh, too yeah, so maybe the first lineup's even better for both contests based on that. But, uh, I mean, if we're able to get the same projection with a lot of lower ownership, that... That makes me lean towards the first lineup. Now, before we build this final cash lineup for a giant double up, uh, I wanted to let you guys know it's not just YouTube for us. You guys can subscribe to the Awesome O Podcast Network. We have podcast feeds for all of the individual sports. We have one for everything. If you just want to make sure that you get everything that we have, we're on every major platform, so you don't have to worry about missing it. If you can go to awesomeo.com slash podcast to see everything that we got that would be great if you can leave us a five-star rating and review with either your twitter handle or the your awesomeo.com handle or username um, you could win a free week of awesomeo plus you can't beat that at all we give out a free awesomeo plus pack pass rather every single week to whoever submits our favorite review for the week i'd recommend you check it out Again, you can listen to everything on every normal podcast app that exists. We are there already. If you just don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want to look at my gorgeous face or Alex's gorgeous face, but if for some reason you can only get the audio versions, that's fine too. 
just leave us a five-star review and uh, like it and do all of those other great things. But leave that review. You can win a free week. All right, so final lineup. It is for a giant, the $5 giant double up, a single entry double up that has 13,500 entries. So my first question for you is this, and I think this would be an important question for everybody. Does the size of the double up matter to you with the way that you would want to construct this lineup? No. I mean, uh, the size of the, the double up matters a lot because the bigger it is, the more uh, unsophisticated players are going to be in it. That's going to improve your odds, but the, the strategy is going to be the same. Okay. Is there anything else that you like to think of when you're playing a double up would it change your strategy at all if I told you this was just a head-to-head or even maybe a 50-50? No, not really. I mean, okay. maybe if you dug into some extreme like range of outcome stuff, you might find a slight difference uh, because in a double up, only 45% of people cash in a 50-50, 50%. So it's a little bit more top-heavy, but... Uh, from the approach, I mean, you still just want to slam all the best plays as far as value. All righty. Well, then let's start slamming said best plays. <laughs> I assume that Brandon Cooks just immediately goes into this line. Yes. Okay. Cooks and Kuti, I think those are standing out as the best options. Now that Fuller is out for uh, the rest of the year. All right. Cooks in, Kuti in. That is pretty easy so far. That is 80, no, 9,100 spent on two wide receiver spots. Um, is Dalvin Cook immediately entered into this lineup? I don't think so, just because the value this week. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite as excited about Dalvin Cook because there have been reports that he's banged up that could mean that in this game where they're 10-point favorites, Madison plays a little bit more than he has been. Uh, so... I don't know if Cook is a great play from a points per dollar perspective, so I might uh, try to find some other good points per dollar plays. Could one of those be the man that is already in two of our lineups, third on your big board, third in ownership projections as well? Is David Montgomery going three for three with us? Yes, I think Montgomery is a smash cash play this week. Bingo. Is his teammate Allen Robinson the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, with Trubisky, uh, it's not much of a change from Nick Foles, really, yeah. except the price is a little bit lower for Robinson now. And uh, I don't versus the Lions, they should be able to have a little bit more success than average. So I think Allen Robinson's solid. So we're so far, our cash lineup is a double stack of two separate sets: Montgomery and Robinson. Cooks and Cootie. Uh, we've got a ton of money left to go. Anything that stands out immediately for you? Is there a quarterback that you think is uh, kind of the odds on favorite to be a cash quarterback this week? Well, I saw. Uh, is it Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> Trubisky or Cam Newton, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Trubisky, I think. Okay, so Cam, he got he he adds a lot of points on the ground. Uh, the matchup versus the Chargers is favorable for an offensive standpoint. 
But then Trubisky, uh, I mean, matchup is great versus the Lions, and he's cheaper. So I might have a slight lean to Trubisky. Does it matter to you that we have Montgomery and Robinson? Cash, uh, I mean, I don't love stacking quarterback wide receiver. Montgomery is kind of a non-factor because um, correlation is not as strong with Trubisky. But it's not enough to really make me swap off because on your average day, I feel like Trubisky is going to have a good day. Okay. Trubisky, Montgomery, Cooks, Kuti, and Robinson. Hell of a start to our cash lineup. We still have a running back spot to go, a tight end spot, the flex and defense, averaging about $5,800 per spot. And thank you to the man Dev for the super chat. Uh, super <laughs> weird, but can we get to see Alex eat his food? So satisfying. Alex, the oh, floor yeah. is yours. Or we could wait until this show is over. We could direct people to onlyfans.com <laughs> slash awesome. Dude, I got the best oatmeal right now. <laughs> Straight out the box. It's good stuff. What flavor? Unflavored. Unflavored. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, uh, very, I have a very expensive taste. <laughs> so you were not willing to buy any of those tastes for that oatmeal, unfortunately. <laughs> Unflavored. Oh, that breaks my heart. No apple cinnamon, no brown sh- maple brown sugar. Oh, God. Man, I remember when yeah. I was like, you know, 14, 15 years old, when I would actually go out and do things and burn calories. I could eat a whole box of that stuff. It didn't even affect my day. Now, I I could see it just growing in this gut of mine. Anyway, (laughs) let's let's move this along. Uh, Anybody else that stands out as a a guy that we should be looking at from a cash perspective? Um, so I think James Robinson, as you were saying, um, he kind of gets it done in rushing and receiving. So to me, that's a great cash play because there's like no game script where he's going to put up a dud. Well, there we go. Robin, or, uh, yeah. So that's the double Robinson stack as well in this lineup. We're stacking all sorts of things today. James Robinson in tight end, flex, defense, 5,300 on average. Uh, certainly that average is going up once we put a defense in. Do you want to do that now? Is there a defense you think is the best suited for a cash game? Or is that just we fill that in when we're done? Yeah, I think defense is a good option here. So we we just want to pick the worst quarterback as far as turnovers, I think, and just pick the defense going up against them. So okay. uh, you might think the Vikings defense, but Mike Lennon doesn't turn the ball over uh, much more than average. So the way I'd be leaning is um, either the Raiders versus Sam Darnold or the Seahawks versus some uh, – either Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy. Well, I think I think we should go Seahawks here. We also save $100 in that option. And that gives us 12700 for tight end and for flex. Um, at tight end, we obviously have Jordan Aikens picking up a lot of love, very cheap. We can go back to Goddard. We haven't touched on Mike Kosicki yet. Uh, just looking at the tight ends, Darren Waller projected to be the most owned tight end. Jordan Aikens coming in second. Do you have a preference right now? I think Aikens probably a bit of a tough sell given we already have two pass catchers from that team. 
Well, I actually kind of like that because okay. there is a negative correlation between receivers on the same team where if one gets the reception, obviously the other is not getting a target. So I I think that's a positive in cash. Uh, so I, I do like Akins, and I think the price hasn't adjusted for Will Fuller being out. I think they're going to run more two tight end sets because they just have no one at wide receiver right now. Well, I have a sneaky suspicion. I know who's about to go in our flex spot. We have 9,800 remaining. Um, the floor is yours, or should I just go click on Dalvin Cook now? Yeah, I think Cook, he, he makes sense in this lineup just because we saved so much money. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much of a way around it. But we might find out that this lineup is not a very good cash lineup, and at which point maybe we need to make some changes. When I add Dalvin Cook, value ranking greater than 90%, contrarian ranking less than 10 percent seems to me like we just uh nailed it again three for three we built a milli lineup we built a a relatively small but still sizable 2000 entry single entry contest and a uh a pretty sizable 50 50 very sizable double up lineup as well uh the man dev sending in another super chat maybe you could use this money alex to buy some flavor for your oatmeal he says <laughs> can i see some FanDuel lineup builds 500k to first you can but that's gonna have to be a different show because this one is just about over um maybe we could do some FanDuel next week same sort of theory if that works for you well, i mean he sent us three bucks we got 10 minutes i think we can pull it off all righty FanDuel build it is i assume the 500k to first contest is relatively large so this is going to be it's like a four dollar entry yeah so it's going to be nine hundred thousand entries (laughs) yeah let's do it yeah let's try to speed run this one okay we can i think we got this so i'm going to go to the top stacks tool look at FanDuel. right out of the gate Packers stand out to me. Top stack odds significantly lower than uh, Aaron Rodgers' ownership. Doesn't seem like we're going to go to Houston or Seattle here. Arizona is viable. The Saints, probably not the direction we want. And we already did Atlanta. Where do you want to be? Uh, yeah, Packers are, are solid. We did it. So I don't know if that would be that helpful. Uh, I do like the Rams this week. I think that because they have those three wide receivers that are viable – I think that makes him a little bit more uh, unique when you do stack them up. All righty. Let's go ahead and go to the Rams then. Where are you hiding, Rams? There we go. Jared Goff in. Cooper Cup first. Cooper Cup plus Robert Woods. They got a lot of pass-catching options. Yeah, I think that that's the, the interesting spot. So we got to kind of figure out between Woods, Cup, and Reynolds how we want to shake this uh, or make this work. Reynolds has only a a sliver of the ownership of the other guys. I think he's been getting a good amount of playing time. So that to me in a milli uh, or sorry, uh, 500 K to first, I I think we definitely want to make Reynolds a priority in this one. All right. Reynolds in, do you want the double stack? Yeah, I think that, we're going to need a big performance here uh, from both teams, and it's a really fast-paced game potentially. So, I think going to either Cup or Woods makes sense. Cup is picking up a lot more ownership because of his price, so I don't I don't mind going to Woods. All righty, Woods and Reynolds in. Are we bringing it back with DeAndre Hopkins or I guess Christian Kirk? Yeah, I think Hopkins 
Very solid. He he's been slumping a little bit, but uh, I think that the upside is huge. Alrighty, we have three wideouts. We can average sixty four hundred per running back spot. Um, we haven't built a FanDuel lineup yet, so uh, David Montgomery, come on down. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's gonna be the shortcut to just making a high projected lineup this week because he pretty much fit, fits fits in any build. The matchup is great. The ownership's going to be real high because of his performance last week, but we're going to need a couple of high-value guys to uh, to make this lineup have a good shot to, to cash. Welcome to the lineup, David Montgomery, four for four today. 6,500 per spot, running back, tight end, flex, and defense. We are on FanDuel now. Anybody else that you think is a must-have in this lineup? Um. Well, no, no must haves at, at this point. Uh, let's see if there are any guys on FanDuel that really stand out compared to DraftKings because um haven't taken as close a look, but it seems much easier to complete your lineup here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cole Beasley, that's the night game or Monday game or something. Yeah. So never mind. Josh Jacobs if he plays, but that's looking a little bit iffy. Um, let's see. Devo Samuel had a big week last week. He's kind of, oh, that's never mind. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. Okay. It's the worst. Yeah, we're trying. We're gonna have to fix that. Uh, next <laughs> You're over it now. Week thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, James Robinson, I, I like, but we already have him in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty so, pretty grimy at the top. Do we have the flex spot open? We do. I think maybe throwing in Devontae Adams, it looks like, because he's expensive uh, this, this week on FanDuel, maybe the ownership will go to Cook, to Henry, and maybe Devontae will be a little bit lower on than you might expect i like it so that leaves us 5500 for running back a tight end and a defense i look at just Uh, defenses now packers d against philly 4100 might be our best savings unless we wanted to go to the lions which i don't think we want to do now that we have montgomery packers are your second highest ranked on the big board yeah, I like that. Packers, the uh, Carson Wentz has been pretty underwhelming, so that's solid. 6,200 per position, tight end and running back. At tight end, we can hit that number on the dot with Dallas Goddard. We can save a little bit of money, grab your third-ranked tight end, which is Mike Gesicki, who we have not used yet, 5,700. Do you have any issue going to Gesicki? Um, Dolphins in a pretty good spot this week regardless of who their quarterback is, probably. Yeah, Jasicki has been performing well, so I think that uh, that's a solid play. Which leaves us 6700 to spend on a running back. Your highest projected running back under that price tag is David Montgomery, whom we already have. After <laughs> that, we take a giant haircut down to Naheem Hines at 6400 Uh We're kind of in a weird tier for running backs. I don't feel overly confident about Hines, but I think as a GPP play, he makes sense because the matchup's good. It's just the the role isn't very clear because they do uh, 
have Jonathan Taylor coming back from injury. So as a GPP PP, sorry, GPP play, uh, I do like Hines. Although Jonathan Taylor also looks kind of interesting. Um, I might take shots in both just because we don't really know how this workload is going to shake out. But I think Hines for the sign. 80 to 90% value. 70 to 80 percent contrarian i think we hit our mark for the type of contest we're getting into it's pretty uh it's pretty solid i like it look at that asking you shall receive FanDuel lineup in the final seven minutes are there any final thoughts you have to this slate uh before you and i get out of here just uh i mean there's gonna be injury news that'll shake up the slate uh so uh make sure to incorporate that the big ones that I'm paying attention to are Josh Jacobs being questionable, then Devontae Booker be really interesting. And then some quarterback situations with Tua versus Fitzpatrick. Uh, people in chat are saying, you know, Tua is uh, – they don't understand why there's love, and I have to concur with that. But I just am hoping that he can pull it together, maybe, maybe wishful thinking a little bit. The other one is Colton McCoy versus Daniel Jones. If Colton McCoy starts, I mean, I think he just kind of sucks. So uh, that would make uh, guys like Carlos Hyde and the Seattle's defense stand out. So I think there's some interesting spots coming out. 500 concurrent viewers. I've only asked once before, but let's do one last round. Please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Helps us out a ton. Thank you for joining us for this show. You guys know where we normally are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We are doing this lineup construction show. Good luck this Sunday. Stick around. We've got another show coming up in two minutes just after I use the restroom. Best of luck on Sunday. I'll talk to you again next week.